Coming up, today's guest is the founder of a company with three popular apps within the top 100 of the weather category. You will discover how native ads are generating the majority of their revenues, how they've partnered with influencers such as the Grumpy Cat, and how they doubled their organic downloads with ASO. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. If you want to target the youngsters, then you have to be on Snapchat. And if you want to use Snapchat influencers to drive massive downloads for your app, then you have to check out fanbytes.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com. This time now, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business because I talked to some phenomenal people in the app space who are doing some crazy cool stuff and bring them on so that we can share their story and can really learn from them and grow together as a community. And today, got to meet this guest because he's done so well through the academy at Masters Academy. I was like, dude, you got to share your story. And he's based out in Miami. So if you're out there, go hit him up as well. But let me introduce the guest. Got a phenomenal story. Suraj Hemnani. He's a co-founder at Weather Creative. You can check out all their cool apps. They've got a partnership with, with the Grumpy Cat Weather app as well. So it is weathercreative.com. Suraj, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> what happened, man? <laughs> you tightened up. What happened? You want me to redo this? <laughs> no, it just it cut off for a second. Oh, I see. Did I freeze? Yeah. Cool. Hey, man, welcome. So like, let me tell me about your backstory, because I see your LinkedIn, you're working at a company, you're a super, you know, senior analyst, like what made you start your own company? What was that pitiful point? Honestly, um, you know, I'm, I am a, a millennial, I think at the end of the day, I think I, I just barely make it, make it into the group age wise. How old are you? And, uh, and so I'm 36 now. Okay, nice, man. So a uh, pioneering millennial and really, you know, the... I was working at an investment bank uh, doing private equity deals, and it just wasn't that much fun. I didn't get to really touch um, the customers, uh, like really get to see you know my work in the world. It was you know it was a lot of time behind Excel sheets uh, and presentations. So I you know just wanted to do something uh, more exciting, more creative, and have the ability to, to travel more often and not just be stuck in an office 80 hours a week. Yeah. And so I, you know, tech had started becoming a, a big thing and I wanted to, to explore it. It seemed like a good way to eventually live the dream of sitting by a beach with your laptop, right? That's what I see on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I more or less have gotten there. As you get older, life gets more complicated. You take on more obligations, responsibilities, and you change the dreams a little bit, or the dreams change. Nice. Was there, you know, did, was there anything that was holding you back, or was there a pivotal moment that said, "Man, I gotta freaking do this"? Like for me, it was just like I was hitting thirty-three. I'm thirty-eight now, and just turned thirty-eight. But like, it was like this thing that I thought about doing when I was like 
a teenager, like, when is it happening? Because now I'm like almost mid thirties, like I got to make this happen. What was it like for you? You know, I realized that at that time I had no responsibilities, you know, didn't have any kids, wasn't married. And it kind of felt like this is the last great chance to go do something incredibly inadvisable. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> and I saw, I saw, you know, uh, the people in the company who had been working there longer than me, uh, some of my mentors and, you know, they were, they were fairly stuck in what they were doing. They didn't have a chance to go out and try something new because they were comfortable and they had responsibilities. So for me, it was like, well, this is going to happen pretty soon in my life. And I think I was 20, 29 at the time or 28 at the time. And I was like, let's, you just go for it. What kind of plans did you have in place to go to go for it? I didn't have many, actually. We had just gone through uh, the worst, you know, worst economic crisis, at least of, of my lifetime and uh, and a lot of ours. And, you know, I made it through unscathed, you know, doing really well at my banking job. And so when I uh, when I told people that I was thinking of leaving to, to pursue kind of the startup life, and digital nomadic life. Um, everyone thought I was crazy, but uh, I felt like I just had to do it, and uh, I went for it. So, what's monsoon? Because if I'm looking at your trajectory, what's monsoon? So that was the first project um, I started with, and uh, it was actually uh, starting with my roommate, who was an in- a software engineer uh, at the time, and it was an electronic brainstorming web app. So it was based off some MIT research in the 80s, uh, back where computers were more ubiquitous, where if you could put people in a room, or if you could if you could have everyone in essentially an anonymous chat room to give out their ideas and evaluate the ideas without knowing if the boss came up with the idea or if um, if like the janitor came up with the idea, you know, stripping away all of that. So just the best ideas could come up to the top without politics, without people being scared of repercussions, because you don't want to suggest something that then might make your boss irrelevant or um, you know outdated. So the idea was to create a platform to do that. I learned a lot of valuable lessons in that process, uh, managing and hiring um, tech talent, uh, trying to find product market fit. At the end of the day, it was... Uh, it was quite the adventure and it got my foot in the door. It didn't end up being the commercial success that I hoped it would be, but it still, um, you know, it paved the way for everything that came afterwards. It seemed like the current company you current you have, Weather Creative, overlapped with Monsoon. It did. Um, as Weather Creative started, I decided to wind down Monsoon because I thought there were just better opportunities. And I wasn't focusing, focusing as much time on it. because it, it was built, it was getting marketed, but it wasn't really moving anywhere. So, I decided to uh, to pull the plug and and move on. It looks like weather creative. You know, you got six apps out there, and they're all themed. They're all weather based, and they're all themed. We got puppy. We got the grumpy cat one. What? Where did you guys come up with this idea? And what made you guys start doing this? Well, weather puppy was the original app idea. There was actually a weather dog app in the app store at the time, which we found out about afterwards. So the idea wasn't as original as we thought it was. Uh, This idea of making uh, a weather app that would be fun. Uh, You know, the the key insight uh, that 
uh, Shiv, uh, my co-founder, had was that you know most of his friends, and we're in Miami, so there's every weather station has a beautiful weather girl, and um, his friends were all very particular about which station they would put on. Um, basically based on which weather girl would be giving the forecast. And, you know, his insight was like, well, this is incredibly strange that you guys want to digest the weather information with some sort of experience or entertainment. And, you know, what is more lovable in the world than puppies? So why not stick puppies in a weather app? And that's, so that's, yeah, go that's ahead, where the idea came from. It was, um, it was almost, uh, you know, it was kind of just uh, an experiment. I see. That is pretty crazy because I just use the Yahoo weather app and it's not like it's very functional for me, right? Like I'm not doing it because, but then I'm looking at your guy, your guys' app and it's like very visual. And I love the fact, I don't know if you guys just stumbled upon this, Suraj, but I love the fact that you're targeting a broad category and going niche with it. Because too many times I think too many people go niche, niche, right? It's like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, like a dog walking. App. I don't know. That's a bad analogy, but you know what I mean? Like broad and then niche. Electronic brainstorming app. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> you got one right, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, right right off the bat, I, I went niche, niche. <laughs> so I know you wanted, when we talked before, talk about persistence a little bit. And what was it like in the early days? Like what was a story that kind of highlights the persistence angle? Well, you know, we put we put Weather Puppy out there, and uh, you know, we started um, you know we, we started doing influencer marketing probably before it was a thing. Uh, this was in 2012. Uh, we had partnered with a bunch of great nonprofit animal shelters, and uh, they helped get the word out to their constituents. And we started working with uh, animal celebrities as well, the Grumpy Cat, uh, Boo, the world's cutest dog, etc. Um. You know, as we went through this, though, like we had an initial success. Like people started to love the app; they were using it, but we weren't making any money. Uh, the app had in-app purchases. No one were, no one was buying it. Uh, we had a conversation with uh, with, gen- with the gentleman told us, like, you, you really, you guys need to put in ads. Uh, you're completely missing the boat with trying to make a beautiful product that people pay for. Um, and we did that. And so, you know, we've been doing this business since 2012 and there's just, you know, there's these moments. It's a to- the typical entrepreneurial dream where you're like, oh my God, I'm a genius. I've made it. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. What am I doing? <laughs> and then you're like, wait, I'm a genius again. This is, we're, we're growing again. And then you're just like these ups and downs, ups and downs. And, uh, you know, when you look at stories of other successful apps, you look at Instagram, for instance, uh, Snapchat, you know, these guys aren't like making an app and the next day it's a massive success. You know, maybe the final app that they have success with is like that, but they're cranking away for years trying to find something that works. And while you do that, you're learning, you know, you're learning how to experiment, you're learning how to fail, you're learning, you know, all sorts of things and you're getting better um, in the industry and you're just taking better swings at that. And so for us, you know, we had initial success, which was intoxicating because it wasn't our plan to build this out as a business. We actually were. Um, we had another idea that we wanted to build and we, we did weather puppy almost as a founder dating to see how well we worked together as a team. Cause we were, you know, drinking buddies before <laughs> and, um, you know, just really, as you go through the process, you know, everyone thinks it's overnight and it's really just a lot of ups and downs. 
and you just really have, you know, you have to just believe that you're, you're, you're doing something great and that people are going to appreciate it. Do you remember a time you know, when the, when you felt like, man, I'm a freaking idiot. Like those times too. There are, there are definitely moments like that, especially when you're, um, you know, you've got a, you've got a bunch of users using your app and you're not making enough money at that time. And you're like, well, you know, I thought this was a great idea. What am I, what am I doing here? Maybe I should, I should probably have stuck with my banking job. Like what's going on here? And, uh, you know, but you, you, you wanted that enough really. And we're a, a two person indie team, you know, really just trying to live the dream and, uh, you know, you want it to work and you, you, you find a way. What were some things? So Weather Puppy was the first app, and I'm assuming Weather Kitty was the second app, right? Yes. What were some things that you learned from Weather Puppy that you put into Weather Kitty? That's an interesting question. We honestly, we you know, we weren't sure how big we know cats rule the internet, so we probably should have stuck with we should have started with Weather Kitty, but uh, we were both dog people and we weren't really cat people, so uh, we didn't see it. I'm not, I'm not sure if there was any new lessons there. Uh, we we kind of we did a little bit of rinse and repeat, and uh, whatever was working with Weather Puppy, we kind of went on with Weather Kitty, and um, it worked out. What are from the ads perspective? So maybe that one that's one like you had ads from the very start. From that perspective, like what's really worked for you guys from making? Because I'm assuming most of your money is coming from ads. We we are an ad uh, revenue based company. Uh, you know we banners of you know they're they've been industry standard. Uh, we find that they're they're fairly annoying. Interstitials are terrible for the user experience, and we we rarely implement them because really, at the end of the day, when you're creating an app, you're creating an experience for people, and if that experience isn't engaging and pleasant, no one's going to use the app. And so we found we found that native ads have worked really well, at least for the way our app works. Uh, we stick them in with the weather data, so they don't. Um, you know, they don't knock you unconscious as you're as you're swiping through. They just kind of gradually are interlaced into the experience. And, you know, we've had great success with those. Nice. What are you guys using for the native ads? I think a prime primarily Facebook. Okay. Uh, Facebook has done really well uh, for us. And uh, we've recently been experimenting with other networks. Very cool. And I want to get to the, the shelters and then be able to partner up with folks like the popular internet cats, like grumpy cat. how did you go about partnering up with these influencers, these cat influencers? Well, grumpy cat was a exciting story for us. We were actually, we were at South by Southwest. It was our first time. And we were just, you know, we were geeks who were just excited to be there. We're like, Oh, we're going to go to South by Southwest. And we're going to meet lots of interesting people. And we're going to be around the tech community because Miami has a growing tech community, but it's still very small. So we want to going to something that is, you know, I don't know, the like a, an epicenter of the tech world, you know, to be at an, an event was really exciting for us. It was one of those things on our bucket list. So we're at South by Southwest and we realized that Grumpy Cat is going to be doing a a little meet and greet session. Okay, nice. <laughs> I think it was a, the Frisky stunt or something of that sort. And uh, we... So I decided that, like, you know, I really want to go there. I want a chance to meet Grumpy Cat, meet Grumpy Cat's owner, and pitch them on this idea because Grumpy Cat would be amazing in Weather Kitty. And so I get to the event, and the line is around the block. And I'm like, well, you know, this event ends in an hour. I'm not going to get in there to see Grumpy Cat. What do we do? And I just – I take out Weather Kitty, and I start showing it to people in line 
because I realized that, you know, if you're in line to meet Grumpy Cat, you're probably a cat person. So I start going up the line and showing it to people. One, getting downloads, which was a good use of time. Two, saying, I really think Grumpy Cat should be in this app. Do you agree? And everyone would say yes. I'd say, well, do you mind if I just jump ahead of you a few spots uh, so I've got a better chance of meeting Grumpy Cat and I could put them in the app? And everyone obliged. And I basically got to the front of the line, got in there, met Grumpy Cat, which, of course, is an amazing experience in itself, and then got to meet uh, Grumpy Cat's manager, and uh, and owners and um it happened that is freaking amazing i love that story wait how long did it take you to get to all the way from the back to the to the front i was probably i was working hard for probably about 45 minutes <laughs> wow so you had like 15 minutes left hey i gotta do this i gotta make it yeah <laughs> but it happened and it was you know it was great for our business because it uh it was the our first chance to work with a larger brand and um you know, it was just a lot of fun too. Now, look at Suraj, like you, you guys are doing amazing. So like I'm looking at all your, you know, your top three apps and you got three apps in the top 100 under weather. So whether Puppies 23, as of this recording, whether Kitty is 29, Grumpy Cat 74, like thousands of reviews for all of them. The, what made you spin out Grumpy Cat? Because it started as an in-app purchase. Were you just seeing that a lot of people were purchasing this in-app purchase and you want to spin out to a different app? Quite a few people purchased the Grumpy Cat in-app purchase, absolutely. And but what we realized was at the end of the day, we still made more money uh, running ads and more users got to enjoy the product. And so at the end of the day, more users enjoying the product, you've got more people sharing the product out there. You know, we didn't spend a dime on user acquisition in our company's history until probably the last, uh, the last quarter of 2017. So everything's been smoke and mirrors and, uh, and, and magic, uh, organic work. So at the end of the day, we just wanted more people to be able to enjoy the app and we figured it would make sense, uh, business wise long run for, for Grumpy Cat's team and our team to do it. And it's, it's definitely worked out that way. I can hear your dog in the background. We're talking too much about cats. I can think you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting a little jealous. <laughs> so what have you learned from working with these influencers? Because I hear, you know, there's another person that I met where he's worked with some big influencers on Instagram and he created an emoji sticker app. And I was like, how are you, how are you doing with that? And he's like, you know, he shared some numbers with him. I'm like, well, that's really good, man. Like, and, you know, because nothing else is working. I'm like, so what have you learned from partnering up with these bigger influencers? What's the split like? Like, give me some details, Siraj. Let's see. Well, one, I don't think it's um, it works as well as it used to. Uh, back when we started doing this, you know, you think, you know, for instance, Grumpy Cat or some of our other partners, uh, Boo, the world's most famous dog. You know, Boo has, I think, 17 million Facebook fans. That's insane. But, uh, you know, essentially... Uh, you know, if you have a, a page on Facebook and you have a lot of fans or on Instagram, which you know is also owned by Facebook uh, and you have a large audience, you might you don't own the audience. Right. Because at the end of the day, to get to them, Facebook owns the road and they're going to they're going to have you pay a toll to reach that audience. So, you know, back in the day, you know, you could post something and it would get to, you know, 80 percent of that audience. And now I think, you know, the numbers are, you know, 10 percent. Wow. OK. So, you know, organic posts just don't get as far. So I, I find that working with influencers, you definitely need the economic incentives need to definitely be well aligned 
uh, four posts, or you need to uh, structure uh, paying for the promotion of the posts um, in advance with with those partners. Are you able? To, oh, sorry. Go ahead. At the end of the day, you're not going to get uh, you're not going to reach their whole audience. Uh, you know, with them just casually posting about a product. Are you able to kind of work into the agreement? Hey, we're going to pay you up front, but then this comes out of a, like, you know, that just means you're, you're prolonging your split later on. And so like, Hey, we're going to pay you this much. I was working with some influencers trying to do sticker apps, dumb idea, but essentially they, the guy that represented them said, Hey, they usually want to get paid up front. So I'm like, okay, fine. We'll do the split, but you will pay you up front. So you post, so you're incentivized to post. And then that comes out of your earnings later on. So I think what we've seen in the marketplace as influencer marketing has matured is that's more common now. Okay. Uh, I think when we first started doing it, you know, it was, um, it was less sophisticated and you could work better off just a, a percentage approach. Uh, but nowadays everyone realizes the value of, of the audience. So, yeah. you, so most, I think most do want to get paid in advance and you do, do definitely need to structure how, uh, those posts will get boosted. Did you hire an attorney for this? We did not. Okay. Would you go through the legal zoom or something or find some template? Uh, we've, you know, we've gone through different ways. Uh, my fiance is an attorney. Nice. And so she helps a little bit at times, uh, giving me advice, but non advice because she doesn't want to be too involved. And, um, you know, we, we, we contract an attorney from time to time for certain aspects you know, so it was, um, you know, at first though, we were, you know, we weren't going to spend $10,000 on doing a, you know, on a contract for a deal that we have no idea what it's going to be worth when we were first starting out. I think things going forward, you know, now, now we let the attorneys handle everything. <laughs> <laughs> fiance first, when we, before we hit record, it was just girlfriend. I like it, man. That's good. <laughs> you gotta get used to saying fiance, uh, right? It's, it's a trip. It's a, it's just a strange word. Yeah. And it's only for like a year and then or yeah. whatever. When do you guys get married? Uh, pretty soon. Really? Nice. Yeah, next couple of months. Nice. Congrats, man. Thank you. So have you guys thought about doing like, hey, this is working well, Grumpy Cat. Let's do something outside of weather. Have you guys thought, do you guys ever think about doing that? We, we constantly do. However, uh, you know, finding success in this space is pretty difficult and development resources are, are always limited. So uh, we have a roadmap of what we're trying to accomplish in the weather space. And we are just, we're trying to get there as soon as possible. We think that's going to happen this year, hopefully Q3, at which point we can free up some resources to, uh, to go after some of our other senior ideas. I mean, the whole thing, you know, this whole experiment started with us having another idea we wanted to uh, accomplish. So we, we constantly have, ideas of what you want to execute and put out in the world. I asked that because I, I wanted to sort of say, get that sense that you have that, you need to have that restraint in a while. Like it's like, Hey, you think, you know, the grass is always greener. And so you're want to, so I was curious to see how you guys manage yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, this is working. It's, it's hard. You know, the app business, I haven't met anyone who tells me the app business is easy. I think anytime, uh, a friend asked me, oh, you're in apps. This is great. You put something out there and then you just go to the beach and everything works and your life's amazing. I'm like, yeah, that's really not how that works. It's, 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 you know, 
amazing, amazing scale can be reached with very little cost in this business, but it's so competitive. So, you know, it's, if you find something that's working, you need, you need to really hone in on that. Well, Suraj, so I got an email from the, you doubled your downloads with ASO. Like tell, talk to us about some of the tactics that you used for that. Yeah. With, um, you know, we had always, we had never given ASO, I suppose the respect that it deserved. <laughs> um, you know, we hadn't met anyone who had really worked well for, and so we kind of, you know, paid a lip service, thrown some keywords, uh, you know, during a release, never really measured any results from that, never saw results. You know, this was definitely, it was a blind spot for us. And, um, I think I came across, um, you know, one of your podcasts where you were talking about it and I was like, you know what, what if this is something we're missing out on? Let's, let's, let's dive deeper here. And so I, I did, I did your course, you know, I digested all the content, you know, in a day or two, just like really went through it and started experimenting. And, you know, within, within a week we had some experiments out there and yeah, we saw at least double on the organic. Wow. Which was great. And that's continued. We just put out a new release yesterday. Um, you know, our first experiment with a misspelled keyword as well. And oh, nice. So far, interesting, interesting results. Nice. Uh, definitely more success on iOS uh, versus Android. Android, uh, we, we're still trying to you know, crack that nut. Yeah, but it, it's it's something that's gone from um, you know, something as a company where we spend 0% of our time on. Now it's something that you know, I'm checking daily. Is that something that, so are you more the marketing person and then your partner is the, the developer in a way? So yeah, my business partner, Shiv, he's a former, former telecom engineer. Uh, but you know, we're both really, uh, we're kind of jacks of all trade hackers. Really. We're all of everything we do, you know, from Photoshopping the puppies in there to doing the ASO, the, the PR, like, you know, when we first started, I was, you know, I, we got featured in TechCrunch and I was just, you know, pitching TechCrunch uh, myself. But we were so excited. We were so giddy. We were just so geeky back then. It's, <laughs> we still are, but, you know, uh, just, you know, we, we kind of just do everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, Shiv definitely on the tech side. And I basically handle everything that's not writing uh, code into the native apps. That's very cool. And, uh, you know, what we both learned, uh, you know, from my days with Monsoon and uh, Shiv had a similar experience with a uh, with something he was trying to build before we started working together. And that's where we got the idea of like, hey, you know, our skills complement each other very well. And we've both seen what it's like not to have someone with that domain experience working with you. Uh, we should find a way to work together. And, and that's how this whole adventure started. That's awesome. Are you guys still good drinking buddies? Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time to, <laughs> to go out for a beer, but you know, we'll, we'll do it at least once a week. Uh, we sit next to each other, you know, uh, all the time. So we're, we're still a great place. You know, we've, we've never had a fight in like the five plus years we've been working together. And I find that that's pretty amazing to, to find someone you can work with and just always be able to communicate really well with. That's really cool. And then the, the TechCrunch article, was it for Grumpy Cat? No, that was for Weather Puppy when we first launched it. Really? Actually. Yeah. That's that crazy. Was, yeah, we were, uh, I think the article came out on a Sunday morning and we were sitting there and clicking refresh, refresh, looking at the numbers, uh, hoping it, it got shared. I think TechCrunch got a little bit of flack for writing about a puppy app. <laughs> but, you know, we had, a, we had a, we had a, you know, it was a novel idea. We were doing fundraising within the app. 
Uh, we had sponsored uh, in-app purchases tied to the charities um, that we were working with. And so you could purchase in-app purchase and then a, a portion of those proceeds would then go and benefit. The, the majority of those proceeds would go benefit the charity. And, and it was, you know, it was a win-win for everyone. And it was a great way for us to, uh, to get back. I, I've always been very involved in uh, animal welfare, um, fostering dogs and, you know, helping out any way I can. So that was pretty meaningful for us. And it was a, you know, it was a great differentiator for the article. Here's a cute app that's doing good in the world, essentially. Well, Suraj, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. What is one app we definitely have to check out? Ooh, wow. There's, there's so many amazing apps out there. I think the app I use the most often though is overcast. I, I've really gotten into podcasting in the last year and the ability to, um, you know, to skip over the pauses or fast forward in general and organize the podcast has been fantastic. And overcast has really taken my interest to a new level because I, I'm digesting podcasts all day long, including yours, right? That's how I came. That's how this all happened. So, um, there's, there's so much knowledge out there. And it's great to get it in your downtime while you're walking the dog or, you know, doing some other mundane activity. Yeah. What's the one lesson that you want the audience to take away with? Well, I think, you know, the thing that's really helped us move forward in our business is we really always focus on just making the best user experience we can. Uh, you know, there's always, obviously there's going to be trade-offs there, the most painful day in our company's existence was the day we put ads in the app, but it was, it was the reality of the business as we learned. Um, but really to, to try to create something that, you know, the, that's a great expression of, uh, this is probably, we're going to have to redo this one. I think a little bit. Okay. <laughs> because now I'm just like saying a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of answer is this? <laughs> you think we can cut this? <laughs> I think it's more fun to leave it in. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Okay. I put a little marker. Okay. All right. So just give it some time. Wait a couple of seconds and then just pretend like I just asked you. What was the question again? Yeah, I'll ask you. Okay, but wait a second before I answer. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to leave my question. The first one's a good cut. All right. What's the one lesson that you want the audience to take away from this interview? Essentially, when you put something out into the world, you're going to have, you're going to have critics. You're going to have, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have moments where you think you're brilliant and moments where you think you're an idiot. You know, you just need to believe in your product, put your best product forward and give it a shot. Right. You know, there, there were a few times where, you know, we thought like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? This is a bit crazy. I mean, honestly, uh, when I tell people that we're, we put puppies in a weather app, they think it's a farce. And, <laughs> and I agree. I understand. I understand where they're coming from in that. Um, on the other side, you know, I mean, really what we're doing is, is, possibly the most idiotic and also possibly the most genius thing out there. So, um, you know, just, just go with what, what you believe in and just put the best product out there that you can and, and try to persevere, uh, through the growing pains. Cause there's definitely going to be growing pains. You just, you don't know until you try. And anyone who tells you that 
you definitely know ahead of time just you know they don't know what they're talking about you you need to get your product out there and and learn from that point well i am of the side that is absolutely genius suraj congrats on all your success the website is weathercreative.com suraj anywhere else you want to send the listeners to uh, well, definitely to uh, the respective uh, app stores and check out Weather Puppy, Weather Kitty, or any of the other apps we've published or are going to publish in the coming quarters. That's awesome. Well, if you're out in Miami, Suraj is there as well. So I'm going to link up his Twitter profile in. If you click on his name, you're going to go straight to his Twitter profile as well. If you got anything out of this, find a way to thank the guests like I'm about to do now. Suraj, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, thanks to you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.